Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. The supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen, is the Constitution for the United States of America. It seems like we ought to obey it once in a while. You know what I'm talking about? Also, I want you to understand that we still believe that the checks and balances in the Constitution could be applicable if we, the people, would take it seriously. We could insist on those checks and balances and demand accountability. When folks violate their oaths of office, we could toss them in jail. That's what we ought to be doing, ladies and gentlemen. When governors across the country pretend they have legislative power, I'm telling you right now, they ought to absolutely be removed from office for criminal activity at the least and prosecuted for criminal behavior would be my recommendation. Welcome to the broadcast. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. It all starts now. We first start with a recap of yesterday's broadcast. We had our guest on, Kirk Cosby, who's with me both hours, by the way. Discussions of all things Liberty. His website, localhoneyman.com, if you want raw honey delivered directly to your door. We also talked about a California church wins again. Governor Gavin Newsom ordered to cough up $1.35 million. Dollars for shutting down worship. Randy Soto, Patriot Project, writes that piece. Matt Staver, Liberty Council, our good buddy uh, defending the good pastor, Mr. On. I think is how you say the name. Uh, And you know what? God bless those who are standing up for liberty. These governors are out of control. See, Newsom should not only be um, paying a bunch of money, but it shouldn't be the taxpayers to pay. Newsom should be personally responsible for his flat-out violation of his oath of office. Why should the taxpayers pay when this thug goes out of control and violates his oath and becomes a criminal, literally leaving bars and strip clubs open while he shuts down churches? What a shame and a disgrace on this guy. Out of control, folks. Governor Gavin Newsom not only should be recalled, but furthermore, he should be criminally prosecuted for his activities. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. Atheist Society official Seth Mahiga, I think is how you say his name, resigned after announcing that he found Jesus. Well, that's wonderful news. I sure hope he's genuine in his belief in and testimony of and commitment to our Savior, even Jesus Christ. In a major shift, China, the communist nation, will let couples have three kids. The government's trying to handle an aging population problem. Yeah, the communists have been murdering babies for generations, ladies and gentlemen. And they primarily murder the females. So now all the guys are growing up and, well, they don't have anybody to marry. They don't have anybody to follow God's plan with. They don't have anybody to procreate with. And the government's created such a crisis now they're going to allow two babies and now three. I'm for welcoming children to the earth and i'm for the procreative process ordained of god no doubt about it i'm just not sure i agree with the communists reasonings see if you go study the communist manifesto ladies and gentlemen you will clearly understand they don't really believe in one man one woman marriages partnering as husband and wife um men at the head of their households 
you know, a biblical, a biblical marriage where man follows God, woman follows man, right? Kind of an idea. They don't believe in that. What they want to do is just have people get together, have sex, make babies, and then raise labor to the government. See, that's what the communists are into. All right? We don't share anything in common with them when it comes to liberty. They act like tyranny is the only answer. We believe in liberty. We believe in God. They're a godless society. Now, I'm not attacking the average person that lives in China. They don't even know any better, most of them. They've never lived under a freedom-based society. They don't understand it. They'd throw away freedom if they were given freedom tomorrow, just like half of America sadly would as well. Uh, You know, it takes study, and it takes understanding, and it takes living in a free society to fully embrace the principles of freedom, to understand that you can fail, but that's where success lies as well. Uh, Agency is core. Agency to follow God Almighty and acknowledge there's something above government, and that is God Almighty and our Savior Jesus Christ. See, there's a big understanding, a big learning curve there. But make no mistake, we're a God-based society. And I know people are turning their backs on God. I know. But I also understand, you know what? These communist nations are godless societies. And the contrast couldn't be greater. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, or whatever the guy's name is, said continued mask requirements for public transportation are more about respect rather than science. So let me get this right. They lied to us for over a year, claimed it was a science. We said it wasn't. They said you guys are peddling fake news. We said you guys are dishonest in your narrative. And a year later, he says it's respect, not science. Well, if you want to respect someone, why don't you respect their agency and their ability to research in a transparent, open society and figure out what we think is best and respect our right to choose based on our own research? The free market dictates that we can think about it and research it in an open, transparent situation, getting all the facts that we, the people, can make our own decision. Pete, you're going to respect my decision? Or are you just going to stumble and fall on your sword on this uh, whacked-out narrative for Fauci that says, oh, i got to wear two masks even though I've already been vaccinated? Rand Paul calls it out as theater. Fauci fights back, but two months later admits that Rand Paul's right. It's not science at all. The six-foot science rule. Let's debate that, how scientific that is. We could go on and on and on, Pete. You're dishonest in your narrative, and you got caught, and now you're forcing to tell the truth. It is not based on science. It's based on your dishonest, manipulated, warped, psychotic version of respect. In other words, if we agree with you, there's respect. If we disagree, or if we take actions different from your tyrannical lording over us all agenda, then you somehow think there's a lack of respect. Well, I think you ought to respect the law, sir. And there is no law that forces anyone to wear a mask. It's the wrong branch of government exercising tyranny. And they ought to be thrown in the clink for it is what should happen. All right, COVID deaths plunge. After major world city introduces ivermectin, authorities create a home treatment kit for 22 million strong population. Yeah. A plunge in hospitalizations and deaths, two studies found, this happened in Mexico City. We've been telling you that ivermectin is the answer for a long time. The government mocks us, laughs at us, ridicules us. Never mind, doctors in America are saying that it's the answer. Never mind that other countries have multiple studies proving that it works, that it's safe, that it's effective, that it's inexpensive, that you don't need your government, that it's time-tested, proven, 
Except never mind any of that. Pierre Corey, well-known doctor, testified before the Senate about it. But, of course, now they just ridicule and trash the credentials of Dr. Pierre Corey. What a sad tale to tell. California Cafe, good news, trying to now charge patrons $5 if they wear a mask or if they brag about vaccines. Another sign said, throw your mask in the trash and receive 50% off your order. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not really for that, but it is kind of funny. And I will say this, private sector companies uh, can do a lot of what they want to. CDC investigating cases of heart inflammation after COVID-19 vaccinations. Yeah, National Vaccine Information Center with that piece. So now the CDC, while they tell you these safe and effective vaccines, they're not even vaccines, they're experimental gene therapies. But in addition to that, they say they're safe and effective, but they lie. Now they say they're heart problems. They say there's blood clots. Women are having problems with their normal cycles. It's tampering with their procreative power. This is satanic on steroids, folks. And they run around and say it's safe and effective, and how dare you speak out against their narrative. What, in a year we'll find out we were right and they were wrong once again? Write it down. I'm predicting it. They're out of control, folks. We also talked about this interesting concert promoter in Florida. People who are vaccinated get a big discount. Those who are not vaccinated pay 50 times more than the rest. Yeah. I guess it's $999 if you're not vaccinated. They reduce the cost to 18 bucks if you are vaccinated. <laughs> oh, man. All I'm telling you is this. The definition of the deep state, folks, is when they have to force you to do something that you would not normally do otherwise because it's against your better judgment. Yeah, that's what you're seeing all over the country is they create lotteries and handouts and incentives and money. And, I mean, it goes on and on and on of what they'll give you. It's almost like everybody wants to be a vaccine prostitute. It's crazy town. Hour two of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. Sorry to go on so long about this, but it was an award-winning broadcast, big time. Hour two, we talked about Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is being slammed. They say now that he's forcing cruise ships to take unvaccinated passengers. (laughs) Yeah. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says, hey, I'll fine cruise ships $5,000 per person if they mandate vaccines and say you can't go on the ship if you're not vaccinated. But now they're saying that Ron is the one forcing the cruise lines to take non-vaccinated passengers. So it's a big old interesting detail of how you, you know, report the news. So Ron's the forcer now. The other guys are into freedom. See how dishonest that whacked out narrative is? I mean, they're crazy. Thoughts from Troy. Kurt talked about a guy that emailed him. Troy refuses to purchase raw honey from Kurt Crosby because they disagree on politics. Wow. There you have it. I think we ought to learn to be kind enough to one another and agree to disagree agreeably. I think we ought to have respect for people's views. If Troy believes Kurt's wrong and Kurt believes Troy's wrong, can't they just leave that alone? 50% of Maricopa County, Arizona ballots have been counted according to the Epic Times. We're not even close to getting to the bottom of the vote fraud, are we? A Virginia public school board member voted against the proclamation on Tuesday against the Pride Month narrative saying that parents should teach kids about sex, not government school. Amen to that. Quick pause. Sam Bushman live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, as always. Final story yesterday we covered. Sorry this recap's taking so long. The children's series, it's a cartoon series called Blue's Clues, released a mu music video on YouTube Friday featuring drag queens, transgender children with breast scars documenting their... Um, I don't know what you want to call it, but surgery to try to pretend they're the opposite sex. And same-sex couples celebrating Happy Pride Month. That's all going on. Of course, they're going to ban folks like me and you and everybody else from YouTube because we peddle propaganda, they claim. While at the same time, they promote this perversion that's just absolutely whacked-out, satanic, psychotic. I mean, it is insane. Anyway, yesterday's show is still available online at LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell your neighbor. Hopefully it's educational, hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. All right, we transition. News the networks refuse to use starts now. Becky Akers with me both hours. Becky Akers is a freelance writer. She's been literally writing for almost everybody you know, but she appears on Liberty Roundtable as well. She's also an author. Hailstorm, one book about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots ever known to man. And hailed, uh, I'm sorry, and abducting Arnold, the other side of the Benedict Arnold story you probably haven't been privy to. Revolutionary new novels, buy them before they're banned. Search for them by name. BeckyAkers.wordpress.com is where her website is if you want to check out her blog and more. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Becky Akers, welcome back. Thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. 
Before we get going for today's topics, do you have anything you want to comment on regarding the summary of yesterday's show? <laughs> I loved your um, speech against uh, masks um, and against the respect masquerading, both as respect and as science. Um, this is so typical of Marxists. It's exactly what you said, Sam. Um, they define peace when they talk about the international scene as absence of disagreement with their Marxism. And they define respect now on the domestic scene as absence of disagreement with their Marxism. Plus, the science quote was never there. That's why they uh, shut down dissent, because they can't prove their um, uh, worldview. And, you know, it's very interesting about Marxist Sam. They always shut down dissent because facts don't, not only do they not matter to Marxists, but they are actually inimical to Marxism because Marxism is an unrealistic philosophy. It, it tries to say that we can make our own utopia here on earth apart from God. It denies the existence of God. And because it denies that fundamental fact of reality, it denies other fundamental facts of reality as well, such as the fact that a man is born a man, he can have all the cosmetic surgery he likes, and he will remain a man since every cell bears the uh, chromosomes for a male, okay? <laughs> all of the surgery in the world doesn't alter that basic fact. Uh, same thing with the idea that all of us will work um, according to our ability and will be happy to receive payment in accordance with our needs. That's a fundamental facet of Marxism and what our government is currently trying to implement. But of course, this goes against human nature. No one of us works for an amorphous collective good. We work to advance ourselves and the people we care about and the issues we care about. We do not ever, no one, not Marxist, not non-Marxist, no one ever works just to promote Everyone. He works solely for his own benefit and that of his family. The beauty of the free market is it takes those individual efforts and turns them into a benefit for the collective whole. But Marxists deny all this, and that's why when you hear the latest Marxist rant, you just sit there and roll your eyes and say, how could anyone believe this hogwash? Well, it's because the American people are not um, acquainted with or grounded in the basic subject of liberty. They don't understand yeah. the principles of liberty and individualism. They don't understand the um, idea that government is out of everything in your life, that we just want to be left alone. They don't understand that I have a relationship with God. And you know what? There's very little need. You would say none. I would say very little need. Uh, which, you know, hey, we're, we're so close. Let's work on getting us as close as we can and then debate the differences later. Uh, but we would say that we don't need government. If we're God-fearing, God-commandment-keeping individuals, there's very little need for government at all. It's only to, to um, you know, I would say, stop the tyr tyranny folks from filling the vacuum and trying to lord over the rest of us. 
that's sadly happening already would be your point, and your government hasn't stopped it. And to some degree, that's hard to argue against as well. Nevertheless, I submit to you that people are not schooled and grounded in, educated in, the proper understanding of the principles relating to their liberty is the real problem, Becky. It is, yes. Um, most Americans have lost sight of what government's purpose is, and the Declaration of Independence defines that purpose very eloquently. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. What rights? The rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is a poetic way and a very eloquent way of saying you pursue whatever seems good to you, so long as you don't interfere with anyone else's ability to pursue that. That is government's only function is to protect those, that triad of rights, okay? Um, but most Americans now think that the government exists to make everything fair, that it exists to redistribute income, that it exists to make everyone pay their fair share, that it exists to uh, um, equalize outcomes, uh, to take care of us in our old age, to educate the children, to uh, basically interfere with every single social or public aspect of our lives and guarantee the outcomes and make sure that they are what Marxists want. Okay, and that's one reason, Sam, why you'll always see an enormous totalitarian government where Marxists are concerned, uh, because what they are trying to achieve, a utopia that defies reality, and utopia there is in quotes, it's a communist dystopia in actuality, um, because they are trying to achieve things against nature, against nature's God, against human nature, they need a totalitarian government that can enforce this on those unfortunate and miserable enough to live under communism. Okay, They need a totalitarian government that will force you to work to the uh, extent of your ability and that will force you to be content with getting just your basic needs met and surprise, surprise, in a communist dystopia, not even those basic needs get met. I think we've all heard the horror stories of the lines in Soviet Russia when it had full-fledged communism going and how people would get up at 2.30 in the morning to go and wait in line for five or six hours for a loaf of bread. And many people testified their entire day was consumed with just getting basic needs met. So anytime you have a communist dystopia, you are always going to have a huge totalitarian government because it goes against human nature and you have to have lots of enforcers to compel people to act against their best interests. Not only act against their best interest, but to turn to God for guidance. They want to compel us not to turn to God. Uh, also, what they want us to do is turn to government instead of God. This is kind of like uh, the Tower of Babel, or some joke, the Tower of Babel. Uh, discussion all over again. Whether it's build a tower to heaven, that's a symbolic reality. Uh, of every other discussion under the sun. Do you turn to government when you don't have money because of a outbreak of illness? Or do you turn to God and say, please heal our land and protect us, Lord? Um, it's a matter of who you turn to, 
really, Becky. And you're absolutely right, Sam. Karl Marx set his system up as a deliberate parody of Christianity in the hopes of destroying Christianity. He was a Satanist. He worshipped Satan. He was very above board about all this. Um, many people know that famous quote, I, but I believe it's from Lenin, that religion is the opiate of the masses. Um, that was absolutely Karl Marx's idea. Uh, he just disdained the Lord. He hated him. He swore to destroy Christianity. We all need to realize that that is what has come to our country. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Becky Akers on your radio. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The world's biggest meat supplier is hoping to have nearly all of its plant back up and running on Wednesday. Computer networks at JBS were hacked over the weekend, causing some locations to shut down. Secretary of State Tony Blinken will continue meeting with Central American officials during his two-day visit to Costa Rica. Blinken in Costa Rica to discuss the root cause of immigration. The irregular migration that we're seeing doesn't just affect the United States, it affects virtually every country uh, in the region. What we need to hear from our partners is a shared commitment with us to um, address uh, those root causes. Blinken in Costa Rica, since President Biden tapped Vice President Kamala Harris to oversee the immigration crisis in March, the vice president has not yet been to the U.S.-Mexico border. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. The organizers of tennis's four grand slams are pledging to address player concerns about mental health. This after four-time champion and number two player in the world, Naomi Osaka, pulled out of the French Open, citing anxiety about talking with the media and long bouts of depression. Osaka was fined $15,000 for skipping out on reporters. As the crisis on the U.S.-Mexico border continues, the Biden administration is ending another Trump-era policy. The Biden administration has formally ended the Remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers instituted under the Trump administration. In a memo, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas officially ended the policy Tuesday, which had forced asylum seekers to stay in Mexico while waiting for their case to be heard. 
President Biden had ordered a review of the policy on his first day in office, but was expected to end the program as promised during his presidential campaign. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. You're listening to USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Becky Akers on your radio. We're talking about the principle of liberty. The fact is people simply don't understand their liberty. Therefore, it's about impossible to preserve what you don't understand. Remember, if we're ignorant, we'll never be free. Understand that fundamental reality check, ladies and gentlemen. And as I mentioned before the pause, Becky didn't get a chance to finish. It's really a matter who you turn to. You know, the the tyrannical um, thugs the Marxists, the communists, the socialists, whatever word you want to use, it all leads to tyranny, nevertheless. Uh, But they want you to turn to them for guidance, for protection, for we need to be turning to God Almighty. That was the Founding Fathers' view, and that ought to be our view as well. Becky? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it, It is no accident, Sam, that every totalitarian dystopia is atheistic, and every free country has a thriving church um so (laughs) history is replete with all kinds of examples of this but if we think that we can get away with trusting government instead of god we are sadly mistaken government brings taxation and it will never be satisfied it will take more and more and more it brings war as randolph burns said war is the health of the state murder abortion mayhem okay so if you are trusting in government that's what you're looking for and that's what you can expect sad tale to tell but reality check rings true ladies and gentlemen every time all right i want to move to a different subject but i think a very closely related subject you know what when tyranny uh, is upon us and the people push back Uh, You know, what the mainstream press in bed with government wants you to believe is anything you do or say that challenges the deep state, which is we're going to force you to do what we want because you won't do it willingly, or the communist narrative, which is reject God, turn to government, or the socialist narrative, which is communism light, or the Marxist narrative, which is nothing more than a unique man's approach to communism uh, twist by an opinion of a Marx of a Carl, or of somebody, to where, you know what, it doesn't matter whose narrative it is. It all comes down to it's God's narrative, liberty, versus Satan's narrative, tyranny, and how quickly you rush to one or the other, okay? However, I digress, except to say, the headline says, members of the Oath Keepers could soon be getting plea offers from federal prosecutors for their involvement in the January 6th, they say capital Riot. Now, Reuters News Service has the piece, uh, Becky, but here's what I find interesting. The article goes on and tells you how evil the Oath Keepers are. They tell you that prosecutors previously announced that they've uncovered new evidence that shows Oath Keeper militia members were planning to carry out violence during the event, according to Reuters. However, that's the only line 
that makes you believe there's more there. They use militia to try to ratchet up the rhetoric. Uh, they say we have evidence, but they don't tell you what the evidence is, uh, etc. They say the coordination allegedly goes to the top of the Oath Keepers group. Okay, allegedly. They have to put that word in there to be truthful. They say our posture is going to be that we're posted outside of D.C. Um, awaiting President Trump's direction, Stuart Rhodes said, according to the Department of Justice's court filing. So they make it sound all big. They say we wait for the president to give us orders. We want him to declare an insurrection and to call us up as militia. They say new Oath Keepers indictment just dropped, adds more names, provides more details of planning and coordination. Worth the read, the article continues. But ladies and gentlemen, then the narrative starts to fall apart when you dig into the reality. Think of the headline for a minute. Members of the Oath Keepers could soon be getting plea offers from federal prosecutors. Over a dozen Defendants, lawyers, there's 16 involved here, 16 Oath Keepers, but over a dozen, I don't know how many that is, but they want to say over a dozen. They don't want to tell you that it might be 15 out of 16, right? But over a dozen lawyers previously told Reuters that they'd received plea offers, but they had rejected them because they believed the terms were excessive. The other 12 indicted Oath Keepers have pled not guilty. So far, there's only one guy, John Ryan Schaefer, from Indiana has pleaded guilty and agreed to cooperate with federal officials. They say with prosecutors, but there you have it. Now, here's what I find fascinating, and we'll get into this with Becky Akers in great detail. I want to spend a lot of time on this article because it's very interesting. Why, if you've got more evidence and more proof and more documentation and your evidence is beyond approach if you're a prosecutor. Why would you start out by offering a massive plea bargain deal? And why would the attorneys say it's so abusive, so hostile, so excessive that we're simply not going to go for it? Over a dozen of them have already said we're not going for it. We're not guilty. This is totally bogus. And answer is because what they're trying to do is put fear into panic into them, and the government is admitting flat out, up front, this is my opinion, Becky. Want to get yours? They have nothing, Becky. <laughs> well, from the get go, <laughs> every single thing the Marxist lapdogs in the media have said is a total lie about January 6th. Okay, we did indeed have a coup, but it was a coup from the left. Um, I am not a Trump fan. I want to preface all my remarks by saying that I am not a Trump fan. I disagree with him profoundly on a great many issues. But anyone who is fair-minded, who will look at the evidence of the election, can tell clearly that it was stolen. It, there was massive fraud from the left, from Democratic uh, legislatures, from Democratic governors, from Democratic uh, county clerks that forged ballots that falsified returns. So there definitely was a coup. The people in the Capitol, the re Republicans and conservatives in the Capitol on January 6th were there to protest that coup. And naturally, 
The Marxists have turned that around as they always do and made of it a complete lie. They've tried to say that these people were attempting to overthrow the legitimate government. No, they were attempting to prevent a coup of that legitimate government. That they would now have to lie, that they continue to lie, that they continue to insist on their propaganda uh, should surprise none of us. That's what Marxists do. Um, they're offering a plea deal. I think that they, Sam, that, that the reason they're doing so is I think that they dramatically over or underestimated the pushback that would come. Um, the more they insist on their propaganda, the more people are turning against it. I think that uh, there have, there's been an international outcry, too, I just read yesterday about a, a, another country. I don't recall if it, it may have been Russia. In fact, it was a country that doesn't really have a, a history of liberty. I do remember thinking that, if, even if I can't remember details. But at any rate, uh, someone in this country's government uh, strongly protested the American gulag that is being set up where they are keeping the January 6th folks uh, who are imprisoned unjustly imprisoned, um, who are political prisoners, in fact, uh, keeping them in isolation, keeping them, um, you know, from contact with their families, their lawyers even. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that comes out of a banana republic. So the fact that they are now spinning their wheels and backpedaling and having to admit, as you say, Sam, that, uh, you know, they haven't got anything on these people and they're going to have to release them and they so they're going to do plea deals. I mean, this is nothing but an attempt to save face. Um, I think they're worried about getting juries to agree that these people did something horrific. They didn't. Everybody knows that. It's as clear as day. Um, and uh, I also think that um, the image abroad is taking a severe tarnishing from this. So I believe that's what's going on. Becky, I I look at this, though, and I say the only time government offers plea deals like this is if they really don't have enough information on the back end to prosecute, to really get to the bottom of this thing in a meaningful prosecutory way. Okay, otherwise, they they don't let you off the hook. They don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's talk about that when we come back. I'll give some examples and some points and tell you the rest of the story in the article. But you got to read all the way down to the bottom to get the facts, in my humble two cents opinion. It's, it's worth what I'm charging you, I guess. But nevertheless, Becky Akers with us, incredible author, abducting Arnold, the other side of the Benedict Arnold story, and Hailstorm, a book about one of the greatest patriots in America. Becky returns in seconds on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. 
but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Becky Akers on your radio. We're talking about this Oath Keepers scenario. And what fascinates me is the government, along with the media, are ratcheting up, ratcheting up how evil these insurrectionists are. Okay? But you're finding that they don't really have a whole lot of evidence. So at first they said it was an insurrection. It was carried out by thousands. Well, there was literally almost probably a million people at the rally that Donald Trump had or the speech or whatever you want to call it. Then people went to the Capitol and maybe 100,000 went to the Capitol. No one's telling you real numbers. So it's very, very hard to put reality to this. But then they said, well, you know, hundreds broke into the Capitol. Now they say the top number of people they've arrested is like 400. But most of them are being let go left and right because most of them didn't breach the Capitol didn't cause any crimes, but now what they're trying to do is focus on members of the Oath Keepers. <clears throat> they say could soon be getting plea offers. Well, now there's 16 Oath Keepers that they've, quote, indicted or whatever you want to say. The problem with that is that they're offering plea deals. Why would you offer a plea deal if you had solid evidence? The answer is you would not. Okay, over a dozen defendants, lawyers, previously told writers, they had received the offers but rejected them because the terms were incredibly excessive. The other 12 Oath Keepers have, in, uh, have pled not guilty. They have pleaded not guilty. So think about that. We're saying we're not guilty, and, well, now listen to this. So far, only John Ryan Shaver from Indiana has pled guilty and says that he'll cooperate. But pleading guilty never goes well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you right now. And I'll give you an example of the Ammon Bundy case here in a minute. But the headline also in the next article says this, which I find very interesting. Charges dropped against New York man. His name is Christopher Kelly, by the way. Arrested during the January 6th Capitol riot. Jack Davis, the Western Journal with the piece. And here's what happened. The government and defense counsel have discussed the merits of of the case and upon reflection of the facts currently in front of them 
currently known to the government, they say dismissal without prejudice at this time serves the interest of justice, according to CNN. Now, I don't know why you would say the facts point to releasing this guy. But what does dismissal without prejudice mean? Let's talk about that in just a second. But here's the deal. Politico's reporting says they've got a comment from an official source who indicated the charges may have been based on a fault assumption that Kelly entered the Capitol building. So now it turns out they're even having trouble proving that this guy even entered the Capitol. In its reporting, CNN noted that the Justice Department has been indicating that it's trying to bring many of the Capitol incursion cases to close. What do you mean incursion? Capital incursion? That would usually mean some kind of a plea deal to avert a trial, CNN noted. So now we're getting, well, the guy wasn't in the Capitol. Uh, we're going to talk about capital incursions. What's a capital incursion? Um, Becky, they are grasping at straws, and I'll continue to make the case against them. What the heck is a capital incursion? <laughs> Yeah, that's a jargon and gussied up um, uh, exaggeration to incite feelings and to incite hatred against people who are so criminal-minded they shot videos of themselves committing their crimes. Now, I don't know about you, Sam, but if I were going to go rob somebody, I wouldn't have my cell phone turned to camera. And if I were going to murder somebody, last thing I'd be doing is taking pictures of myself doing it. Yet all of these um, capital rioters and insurrectionists and, and terrorists, I've actually even seen that applied to them. Um, all these folks were busy shooting videos of themselves. And the FBI has frequently bragged that it apprehended so-and-so because of the video he himself took at the Capitol. Um, I'd also like to point out that the Capitol is open for tourists. And all these Oath Keepers that went inside were doing so because they were tourists and they were looking forward to taking pictures of themselves in the capital of the United States. So um, this is just sheer malarkey. Um, it's an attempt to deal politically with conservatives who are utterly opposed to Marxism and who have made that very clear. So these are political enemies of the current administration and that's what's really going on here. It is an attempt to silence them and to intimidate them and to get them to shut up. So, And my heart goes out to all of them because even if they are exonerated now and even if they walk away from this, think of the living hell they have suffered the last few months as the usurper's administration has, has played with them. Um, and the gentleman who pled guilty, again, my heart goes out to him because here's a guy looking at having his life destroyed by an illegitimate Marxist in office. And, you know, he was trying to defend the country, trying to defend a legitimate election. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's very tragic. It's tragic indeed. And only one person, John Ryan Schaefer. He's the one that pled guilty, but he's foolish for pleading guilty, by the way, 
charges dropped yeah, against Christopher Kelly already, ladies and gentlemen, and they're just getting started. Now, listen to this, though, uh, detail in the article, which really tells the tale, in my opinion. The Government and Defense Council have discussed the merits of the case, and upon reflection, think about that reflection word for a minute, of the facts. Think about that. Reflection of the facts in the case currently known to the government. The government believes that dismissal without prejudice at this time serves the interests of justice. Prosecutors wrote in a filing according to CNN. Now, let me break this down for you. Do you know what without prejudice means, people? Let me explain to you what that means. If it's with prejudice, it means that the government can't come back and file a new case. You're done. You're free. It won't go against you on your record or anything else. That's prejudice. Without prejudice means, yeah, we're going to let you go right now, but understand that we can come back and file another lawsuit. In other words, they're trying to dishonestly create this double jeopardy, but have you give permission by agreeing to the plea or agreeing to the deal or dropping the case to where they can just leave the door open against you forever and avoid double jeopardy reality? Okay, this is dishonest as all get out. They know they don't have a case. The evidence is clear. Offering plea deals to the 16 out of the 400 they've claimed that were guilty of breaching the Capitol. Now they're down to 16 Oath Keepers. Twelve of them say, we're not dealing with your plea at all because you're too excessive and too abusive. And the government says, yeah, we're going to drop this other case. Yeah, we're going to have to let this go with prejudice because, you know what, we just need to somehow, um, I don't know, maybe we can get someone to lie about you and then we can come back and prosecute you again. We can violate double jeopardy. We can, I mean, this is just so dishonest, so immoral, so in your face. The bottom line is the government has nothing. Becky, and they're trying to make a mountain out of a molehill on this, but they're slowly but surely losing. We went from a million people to 100,000 people as they went to the Capitol, down to maybe 400 that even breached the Capitol. Some of them got arrested. Most of them got let go the same day. Then case after case after case as they drill in, there's no real evidence the government has. I'm not going to say against anybody because there might be a couple of people that they can make something stick. But for the most part, they made a big political theater out of this try to make right-wing people or, or people that are supposedly anti-government or militias or whatever term they can you know label you with they've tried to make a big deal out of this and they're coming up with a big old nothing and they know it now they'll probably be able to find something to stick to save face but for the most part this has been a flat-out route of the government the reason that i mentioned this and I'll have Becky give the last word next hour. We'll talk about this in more detail. The reason that I mention this as I do is because, ladies and gentlemen, they want you to believe that Becky was involved. Why? Because Becky thinks government's out of control. They want you to believe that I was involved, even though we advised against going to the Capitol um, and, and were concerned about it in the first place. Okay, but here's the real problem. How much can you push back against your tyrannical, abusive uh, government officials who violate their oath of office? who abused the citizenry, how much can you push back without becoming the insurrectionist? And how much can you push back without going to prison and jail? And this is all they've got left. And I've got news for these people. I'm not trying to make a prediction, and I'm not advocating for this, but I'm going to tell you right now, those who can't see it are stupid. Look, you are getting government so out of control, so in the face of the people to where the people are starting to lose it. They're not going to take it forever. And for liberty to be defended, oftentimes it requires blood spill. 
I don't want that. I'm not pushing for that. I'm not advocating for that. But I'm telling you the reality of the liberty versus tyranny fight through the history of the world. When tyranny gets too much, the liberty folks will start to stand up and blood will spill. Not because the liberty-minded people want blood to spill, but because the tyrannical thugs won't let go of power and won't stop their abuses. I mean, this is historical, repeatable 101, Becky. Absolutely. And the Declaration of Independence also covered this when it said that uh, mankind uh, is disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. So you're absolutely right, um, Sam, that patriots will sit and they'll tolerate an awful lot. Um, But what we essentially have now is we have a usurping government. We have people that were not elected who have seized power just as they do in third world countries. We are facing dictatorship. Uh, Marxists do not relinquish power once they've got it. You have to fight your way. There's that very popular internet meme, and it's absolutely true that you can vote your way into socialism, but you have to fight your way out. That is precisely what Americans have done. They have voted in socialism. They have allowed, um, and I'm not speaking about the last election. I'm speaking about the hundred years before that, where they consistently voted for politicians who would promise to give them more and more handouts, Um, rather than politicians who promise to restrain government. So they have voted themselves into socialism. And now that an outright Marxist has seized power, we are going to have to shoot our way out. And again, like Sam, not that I am advocating that. I am a realist, however, and I study history. And I will tell you that any time Marxists have seized control of a country, They are not eradicated until the people take up arms. Most countries, most serfs can't do that. Their arms have been stripped from them. And in fact, Marxists are the ones stripping their arms away. We still have our Second Amendment. We still have our guns. I urge everyone to stand firm on that hill. It is worth dying for. And let me make this very clear. I am not advocating for blood. I am not advocating for war. I am not advocating for any violence of any kind. But I am telling you, we have a God-given inalienable right of self-defense. And if we're forced to, we will defend our wives, our children, and our sacred honor. Let's be very clear. And all that needs to happen for peace to reign in the land is for when good people stand up, for the criminals to stop and back down. Sadly, they won't. But that is the answer if we turn to God Almighty. Hour one of the can two coming up with Becky Akers. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live. Becky Akers with me. This is hour two of two. This is the broadcast for June 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. Our goal to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. We're talking about the January 6th, what they call a riot. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's dishonest as all get out. Becky Akers with me. Becky Akers, a freelance writer, published everywhere and on Liberty Roundtable Live Monthly. Becky Akers is also an author. She's written two incredible books, Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale, Abducting Arnold, The Other Side of the Benedict Arnold Story, by the novels before their band today. Search the internet for Becky Akers and Hailstorm or Becky Akers and Abducting Arnold. BeckyAkers.wordpress.com, her website. So we talked about the fact that the members of the Oath Keepers could soon be getting plea officer plea offers. I'm sorry, from federal prosecutors. Now, why would the government do that if they knew they had rock solid evidence? Because they don't. Over a dozen other defendants' lawyers already said, "Look, they're offering us plea deals, but they're way, way, way uh, too abusive, far-reaching. We're not doing it." They believe the terms were excessive. The 12 plus say not guilty. Only John Ryan Schaefer pled guilty. Foolish as all get out. Charges dropped against Christopher Kelly already. And the government started out claiming that thousands were involved. Now they're down to hundreds at best. And here's the next headline. Case falls apart. Capitol Hill investigators ask... For 60-day delay to build a case against the January 6th protesters, that's after the FBI. Media conspiracies implode. So the FBI said there was a bunch of conspiracy. They don't have any evidence of that at all. And it's getting worse, ladies and gentlemen. The liberal fake news media oversold the January 6th protester Right in the U.S. Capitol, claiming it was a terrorist attack. They oversold that. They said it was an insurgency, a pre-planned plot to take over the U.S. Capitol. It turned out it was all a lie. And now the government literally has no case. Now, will they scramble and pull a rabbit out of a hat and get a few people to panic and fear and turn against everybody else to dishonestly build a narrative against the people? Yes, no doubt they'll do that. So expect some pay dirt to supposedly come forth, but it will be built on manipulation and dishonesty. And let me go back to the Ammon Bundy case and scenario to give you an example. You know, Ammon Bundy and his family were peacefully on their ranch. This is back in 2014. And what happened was the uh, government said, you got to pay your grazing fees on your cows to the federal government. And Clive and Bundy at the time said, I will not. It's dishonest. You guys don't have authority. I won't do it. I will pay the tax to my state, though. Well, the government rioted and went out of control about that and went ballistic, and they fought for literally decades. Eventually, the government came to the Bundy Ranch, armed to the teeth, pointing assault-style weapons. I don't believe in that term, but there you have it. When it comes to the government, it becomes an assault weapon if it's in the hands of government, by the way. Uh, Anyway, and so they started pointing guns at people. So then the Bundys said, wait a minute, this is out of control, and called up good, honest Americans to say, please, come help us. So Americans rushed to the defense of Ammon Bundy, and eventually the government backed down. And uh, peace was restored, in my opinion, by the people. Some would say militias. Some would say you know, right-wing extremists. Some would say this. Some would say that. I don't want to go with all those narratives. All I'm telling you is the people came to the defense of Bundy, and the government backed down, and thank heavens everything was peaceful. But as you know, since the Bundys won that skirmish, if you will, trying to stand up for their rights against 
tyrannical thugs, the government will never forget. So the government waited, 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 and didn't really have the ability to prosecute because there was nothing there. Well, anyway, then Ammon Bundy went to the Malheur Wildlife Refuge and uh, occupied that, well, they would say government, federal government building and land. Uh, Ammon Bundy would rightly say it's not the government's land. That's the problem here. And I would agree with Ammon on that point. I don't agree with the takeover. I don't think that was the answer or the, the occupying of that building. But nevertheless, I understand the point, and I agree with Ammon on most things. Tactics, sometimes we might disagree. But Ammon's right on these points. Nevertheless, then what happened was they eventually got taken. The government murdered Lavoie Finicum. And compare this to the January 6th riots. Nobody was armed at the riots, supposedly. Nobody was armed at the supposed insurrection. It was a peaceful attempt to say, look, there's election fraud and we need Congress to look at it. But the false flag peddlers uh, turned this into the porn of the uh, anti-government folks to try to make us all believe that the anti-government folks were the problem. And anyway, the fiasco. But I digress. The reason I'm comparing this is the government shot Lavoie Finicum at the Ammon Bundy thing to try to set a case president that, you know what? You uh, stand up against your government, we will kill you. And that was the message. Same thing happened at the Capitol riots. They shot that veteran woman. I don't have her name in front of me right now, uh, but she was murdered. The only person that really got killed by a shot fired again was government. It almost rewinds you to the Randy Weaver situation where his wife, Vicki Weaver, with a baby in her arms, got murdered by Lon Horiuchi, the government sharpshooter sniper. He literally murdered her in cold blood with a baby in her arms while she was unarmed. Well, anyway, the reason this all matters and the reason that I tell this whole long story in front of this is eventually the government threatened, 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 and so some people copped the plea deal with the government, and those are the only people that went to jail and are under gag orders. The ones that did not agree, they said, I'm innocent, and you're going to prove me guilty or I'm not going to be guilty, they're the ones that are all free in the Ammon Bundy case. Okay, In Oregon, the grand jury said not guilty once they saw the facts. Because the government got caught lying over and over, and the jury just said, look, this is crazy, Ammon goes free. Then Marcus Mumford, the attorney for Ammon Bundy, tried to say, let my client go, and they tased the attorney, Marcus Mumford, in the middle of court. I kid you not. They literally tased the attorney who just won the case in the middle of court. All right, well, then they took Ammon Bundy and brought him to Nevada for a second trial. And they said, we're going to try you now for the 2014 stuff etc. Well, in the middle of that case, the government lied. The government said we were not armed. We didn't point arms at innocent people. Well, the whistleblower decided to stand up, and the truth started to come out that the government had agent provocateurs, not only at Nevada, but in Oregon as well. And the government did point sniper rifles at innocent people. And the whistleblower and court testimony proved that to be the fact that the FBI lied and got caught lying and withholding exculpatory evidence before the courts. So the judge eventually dismissed that case, again, without prejudice. So to say, well, we could come back to you another day and harass you and double jeopardy you and everything else. Nevertheless, the government dismissed the case, and everybody said the judge was a hero, except for Sam Bushman and a few others. The judge isn't a hero. The reason the judge dismissed this is because the judge didn't want all the government provocateur false flag plants that were inside with Ammon Bundy. They didn't want their names to be exposed. 
all the false flag provocateurs that ratcheted this up to the level and reported to the government and everything else. They didn't want their names to be exposed. The government didn't want the information to come out to the American people that the government was pointing guns at innocent Americans. And so they dismissed it not because they cared about Ammon, but because they knew full well what would happen. Hey, they've lost this one. And if they continue, so much will get out on the court docket. So much will become public to where the government will never live down their criminal activity. That's why they dismissed the Bundy case. So I'm grateful it's dismissed because good, honest, and wise men men go free. But I also believe that's why the charges are dropped against Christopher Kelly, because they don't want more information to come out. We're starting to get the pay dirt on how evil and satanic and abusive the government is. That's why they want to push for these plea deals before they ever go to trial so less information comes out. They want to bottle up the criminal activity, the FBI, the Justice Department, the Capitol Police, and on and on and on and on. Now the case falls apart again. Capitol Hill investigations are asking for 60 more days to try to build their case. The liberal fake news media in bed with government lied and oversold the protest to the point where now they're scrambling and they don't know what to do. Becky, everything I can read and can determine about this tells me the government bit off more than they could chew. They didn't expect the people to rise up and for so many videos to prove innocence and for so many people to stand up and say, no, that's not how it happened when I was there. No, that's not what I did. No, that's not what I said. No, no, no. And so really the question that we need to discuss today, and we'll spend the rest of the hour discussing it, is, you know what, how far do we go to defend liberty? And how much can we uh, bring out the truth as opposed to the false narrative as the government tries to hold on to their tyrannical power? And that's really the discussion. But the government is getting caught, and their case is crumbling before our very eyes. Becky? I hope you're right, Sam. Um, I will say, from my study of the American Revolution and to the events that led up to it, what we are currently tolerating in this country is well, miles, far beyond anything the colonists would have tolerated. Um, they would have been stacking the corpses by now, actually, because they would have rebelled long, long, long ago. Um, my opinion, Sam, is that liberty is the paramount value. It is more important than life itself. And to answer your question, I think we should be prepared to do anything up to and including losing our lives for the sake of, of living in freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, the sad part about this is tyranny has no friends. All it has is immorality, dishonesty, and murder in its wake. And those who don't stop it bear the brunt of the worst of it. Becky in seconds. Rapid City, South Dakota. Gateway to the historic monument at Mount Rushmore. Blue skies, open country, a friendly and healthy population, and Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? Not a problem. The expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the expo and the university is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. 
news at each and every Red Pill Expo. Truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works. A world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman, Becky Akers. So in the Ammon Bundy case and in cases prior to this, Becky, we see that those who cop a plea deal always get the, the, the shaft. Those who stand strong and say, I'm not going to plead guilty to something that I'm not guilty of. I'm not going to cave to the false narrative due to your abusive threats that I'll go to jail forever or whatever else. Those are the only people doing fine now. We should learn our lesson and learn it well, Becky. Yes, we should. Um, I have not followed this particular Oath Keepers case per se. Um, I do know that the Oath Keepers were infiltrated. Um, The deep state infiltrates every organization that defies it. Um, So I do know that the Oath Keepers per se were infiltrated. Uh, There were also a lot of BLM and Antifa partisans at the January 6th doings. So, Sam, what I'm getting at is that this gentleman who pled guilty may be an operative from the deep state, and he may be um, sent to prison or, you know, given the appearance of going to prison, as an incentive to other Oath Keepers to also plead guilty. Okay, so I wonder if that could be going on here because, now again, I'm just speculating. I haven't followed his case individually. I don't know what the evidence against him is like. If it's like all the others, it's fabricated. Um, So, but again, that's fine. I don't know if he was, uh, you know, if, if he's being set up or setting himself up as an inspiration to other Oath Keepers and a model to them hey, look what happens, you can plead guilty. Uh, is he getting Scott off scot-free then, Sam, for this guilty plea? I don't know what really is going to happen. I don't know what the narrative is exactly on this. I just hear conflicting stories everywhere is the point, Becky. Yes, yes. So, you know, this we're dealing with extremely wily and very 
subversive operatives. And they do this for a living. They come up with these kinds of things every day. We're just amateurs. We don't, thank God, spend our days in skullduggery and machinations trying to fool and, uh, you know, gull innocent people. They do. Uh, we're, we're way outclassed. So I put nothing past them. Um, we need to realize how utterly evil they are. We need to realize that things are seldom what they seem when we start dealing with Marxists, especially Marxists in the deep state. Uh, now listen carefully to this statistic, Becky, to make your point. It's very different mm-hmm. from what it seems. So the government says through CBS News, they have arrested 440 people in this Capitol riot scenario. Then CBS says we have investigated 438 of these cases that have been unsealed. Then they say, listen carefully, of the 438 cases, at least 178 defendants were also indicted by grand juries. So now we're down to 178 suspects have been charged. But that doesn't mean 178 will even be guilty at the end of the day. Then they say this, more than 125 defendants have been charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers or employees. And then they go, and at least 35 of those were charged with using a deadly or a dangerous weapon, the Department of Justice said. So now we've literally taken hundreds down to 438, down to 178, down to 125, down to 35 using a deadly or dangerous weapon. Then they say about 140 officers were assaulted during the attack, according to a Justice Department spokesperson. So when you dig into this, I mean, I don't know where we're going to go with this, but now we're down to 35 that may have used some kind of weapons. And let me tell you why it's so important that I brought up this idea that the government doesn't want their provocateurs to be named and drawn out publicly. Because what you're likely to find is out of those 35, you might have had one or two goofballs do something stupid. Just get caught up in the moment and the mob mentality and do something wacko. But I bet you that most of the 35, when it comes down to it, are on the government provocateur payroll somehow, somewhere, some way. Either via the Democratic Party, either via George Soros, either via the FBI or Justice Department. Or, in other words, when you dig in, you'll find out, and this was the case in the Ammon Bundy situation, most of the people that did anything literally wrong or breaking the law, almost all of them were government provocateurs. And the only people that went to jail were the ones that pled guilty, the ones that stood there, there um, you know, had the fortitude to say, no, I'm not, I'm not copying some kind of bogus plea. They're the ones that are free. And the only other group in the mix are the government provocateurs who walk away untouched. Very fascinating pattern we're starting to see, Becky. Oh, absolutely. And this pertains to many, many other stories as well, such as school shootings, okay? Um, such as the terrorists that are were apprehended. Have you noticed that we haven't caught any terrorists ever since the pandemic started? And they were trying to shift attention away from the existential threat of al-Qaeda coming and stealing our few remaining freedoms because they're just so jealous of us. Um, 
But at any rate, terrorists have kind of dropped off the radar so that we could all focus on the pandemic. However, when they were a going thing, I would research various terrorism cases and write articles about them with links to sources proving that these guys were either employed directly by the deep state or more likely they were patsies who were groomed and set up. It's very interesting to me, Sam. Most of those terrorists were, were not too strong mentally. Most of them had emotional and mental problems or they were, had very low IQs. They would be groomed for months by somebody in the deep state, the FBI, the CIA, groom them for months. Tell them how Muslims are being killed overseas by the U.S. government and don't you want to go and blow up federal buildings in retaliation. Even supply them with the weapons to do it. And then crow to the media about the big arrest of a terrorist that they themselves had created. That's what I'm, I'm, my point here in going through all this long history is that we're dealing with the exact same operatives. We're dealing with the exact same MO. We are dealing with the exact same sort of deception, of hypocrisy, of outlandish lies. Okay. So all is never as it seems when you're dealing with the deep state and particularly Marxists in the deep state. I don't even know how to respond to this because this really gets to the crux of what's happening. What you've got is the deep state, the communists, the terrorists in government, literally, you know, I don't know what you call this displacement or whatever else where they're blaming us to be terrorists. 99.9% of us are peaceful. We want peace. Uh, a few government-hired false flag provocateurs literally jump in the mix, uh, and oftentimes we're not smart enough to catch them at it, and so they walk free. While the carnage points the finger at domestic terrorism, at peaceful people like me and you. Uh, now Joe Biden wanted to monitor every one of us, saying we got to stop the domestic threat, the greatest threat America's ever known. I say government false flags are the greatest threat. Becky, who do you believe in oh, the question, right? Uh, the greatest threat to human safety is always political government. Um, you know, you and I, Sam, let's say we were murderous. Let's say we wanted to go out and kill people. How many people can we kill in a day before we would be apprehended? How many could we kill in a few hours before cops would swarm um, or before people would rise against us and stop us themselves? Uh, but, Contrast that, contrast the worst serial killer anywhere, or contrast the worst, um, um, oh, what do they call them, when they, uh, like the school shootings, I can't remember, there's a jargony term they use, something massacre, anyways, uh, contrast the worst one of those with your average war. How many people do governments kill in their wars, just just take the, the single, a single day from World War One, World War Two, the War of Northern Aggression, the American Revolution. Take a single day from there, and I bet you it will stack up many, many, many times over what the worst serial killer or school massacre has ever yielded. Where we go from here is hard to say because the real question I had asked Becky at the start of the two-hour broadcast is how far can we go without getting the blame? How do we defend liberty 
without the liberal fake media overselling these things, lying about who the terrorists are, creating false flag uh, provocateurs uh, to manipulate the narrative, etc., etc. And I'll tell you when I first got a glimpse of this, ladies and gentlemen, back in the day. When we come back and we'll talk about it with Becky Akers on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The world's biggest meat producer is coming back online Wednesday after a weekend cyber attack. JBS expects to have nearly all of its processing plants running again across the country in Australia and Canada. The company saying it's not sparing any resources to fight the threat. Cybersecurity expert Dave Kennedy says U.S. companies should be on high alert. What's happening is you have companies that aren't taking cybersecurity necessarily seriously that control critical infrastructure. And then you have, you know, the sophistication level continuously raising by these organized crime groups uh, that continue to grow. Israel is planning to ask the Pentagon for $1 billion this week to upgrade its missile defense system. That word came from Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, who's visiting the Middle Eastern country. He's also inspecting damage from a 11 days of rocket attacks from the terrorist group Hamas. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Allen Root Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. Democrats hold a seat in a special election. In a special election Tuesday, Democrat Melanie Stansbury won the New Mexico congressional seat left vacant when Deb Holland became the Secretary of the Interior. Stansbury, a New Mexico state representative, defeated Republican State Senator Mark Moores with multiple news organizations calling the race for Stansbury. New Mexico's first congressional district, which includes most of Albuquerque, has been represented by a Democrat since 2009. The race extends the Democrats' slim majority in the House, 220 to 211, with four seats still vacant. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Donald Trump Jr. is accusing New York Attorney General Lolita James of leading a political persecution against her father, former President Donald Trump, with her office's investigation of the Trump Organization. James' office announced in May they were investigating the Trump Organization, although no mention of any specific crimes that were being investigated. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Becky Akers on your radio, talking about government false flags. The U.S. government has a history of protest infiltration and false flag operations, ladies and gentlemen. It is out of control. 
And when I first learned about this, I've been a broadcaster for over 25 years. And we're celebrating this year our 25th year anniversary of Liberty Roundtable Live. I've been at this game for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now, government provocateurs are at the center of almost any event that goes violent or uh, destroys property or etc. Okay, every time, without exception, if you dig enough, you find that to be the case. Now, don't get me wrong. There might be an example where it's not true. But this is a pattern of the communists. And really, Martin Luther King Jr. was kind of where this first happened. He'd walk in peacefully. I have a dream that everybody gets along. And then later, he'd be gone and the riots would start over and over and over to where the, even the FBI had you know, files on his ties to communism, and etc. Well, this continues on. And we find that false flag operations, where I first got wind of false flags is when we, I can't remember the story, but we were investigating something, and it turns out that all the different people that we watched on video um, had certain boots on. And then it turns out that every one of those would start something violent, and then they'd disappear. But the melee that had begun continued, and then everybody else would get the blame with the provocateur gone. And the way we caught them at it was they were all wearing the same kind of boots, uh, anyway, you see this over and over and over, okay? And you see it in the Ammon Bundy scenario. The government lied and had armed snipers pointing guns at innocent people at the Ammon Bundy Ranch or the Clive and Bundy Ranch, okay? And they lied and got caught lying. The government withholds evidence. The government lies, 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 right? The U.S. government has a history of this. But this is a playbook right out of the communist agenda, They've been doing this for decades, and they've honed the pattern down to a fine science. We're just starting to catch them at it and define our tactics to catch them to a science. And when we do, hopefully we can call a halt to the con game. But this is a pattern that they've worked at and refined for literally decades, Becky. Yes, yes. Um, and our government isn't the only one. You know, a lot of international incidents, the same thing. A foreign government is either on its own or under duress from the U.S. government, hatching something that will make us, and by us I mean us serfs, us taxpayers, will make us all in favor of the latest war that Washington is putting on or the latest uh, um, uh, uprising in another country and we want Washington to go in and... and, uh, you know, nip it in the bud, the, the whole thing with Saddam Hussein and, and he's supposedly massacring little children and, and uh, you know, gassing them to death. And Americans are all outraged by that and they want their government to go in and play the world's policeman. Um, I haven't investigated that. I'm just speculating that this, too, may have been a ploy from agents provocateurs on your tax dollars. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that once we catch on to this and expose enough of this, one of the tricks of the trade for these people, too, uh, is they'll change the subject. And so if we get to the bottom of this Capitol Hill riot, you know, January 6th scenario, and we start literally proving the provocateur agenda and getting patered on these people, what they'll do is they'll change the subject. Okay, so, for example, they'll do things like this. The U.S. Postal Service wants to raise rates on first-class stamps from $0.55 cents 
to 58 cents. Don't you know we got to do that to protect the mail service? You know, they're having trouble with money, but don't worry. Uh, in the booming economy, you're okay to pay 58 cents, aren't you? And they'll go on like that. Or if it gets really crazy, they'll double down on this. Biden declares Pride Month, vowing push for LGBTQ rights, right? And they'll go on and on and on with this. If it gets really bad, then they'll just start pushing climate change. Or they'll just start pushing, uh, you know, environmental this or that. Or they'll start pushing or they'll you know, create a sex scandal about somebody else. And, and they'll divert the attention away from the truth. Uh, that's the pattern we've seen as well, Becky. Yes. Yeah, they're very good at that. Uh, a lot of this um, attack on the nuclear family, the promotion of sodomy and the promotion of uh, the nonsense of transgenderism serves a dual purpose. It not only attacks the family, which Marxists need to destroy, just as they need to destroy any spirituality. They need to destroy the nuclear family so that the state becomes our family, just as it becomes our God. Um, So they, they not only win on that front, they then use these culture wars to distract us as they... Um, you know, implement their agendas. You know, I just saw an article this morning on a conservative website um, lamenting the vaccine mandates in schools. And the whole thrust of the article was to tell parents how to resist the vaccine mandate. And I wanted to say, you know something, vaccine mandates at public schools are really kind of the least of our problems right now, the public schools are indoctrinating children into Marxism. It's not the vaccine mandates we should be enraged about. It's the entire concept of public schools. Okay, they are founded yeah, on our And let's be careful head. to use the word, too. They're communist schools. They're not public schools. Public school would be yes. if I want to pay for my kid to go to a private school that was open to the public, okay, and I paid myself. But when you rape the American taxpayer's wallet by the you know, force of a government gun. It's the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. It's compulsory government uh, education. It's a government communist school. It's not a public school. Exactly right, Sam. And why are we not protesting? You know, this is where conservatives really need to get their heads examined. They like to protest piecemeal. There's many, many things that are wrong with the communist schools. Well, they don't say the Pledge of Allegiance, which is another communist ploy. The Pledge of Allegiance is communistic. Uh, They've kicked God out of schools. We can't read our Bibles there. And now they're having vaccine mandates. When does it get through to these folks that we need to rebel against public communist schools as a whole? It isn't just the little piecemeal picky things that we, you know, our favorite hobby horse. No, the concept of the government indoctrinating children at our expense, that's what we need to attack. The whole idea that government has the right to tell parents how their children will grow up, that their children will go to school, any school. I don't care if it's if it's the communist or a private school. Government should have no power and it certainly has no authority to tell you you have to put your kid in an educational gulag for 13 years or we're going to come after you there you have it ladies and gentlemen what they'll do though is they'll change the subject what they're doing right now is working on creating shortages to cover the inflation lie so that's what they'll do is they'll move to the economy if we expose too much on certain fronts Uh, they first said hey the gas pipeline got attacked by 
by terrorists or by ransomware folks. And by golly, that's why your gas costs so much. Now they're saying meat processor is victim of a ransomware attack. All of JBS's beef plants or whatever are shut down. They say the, the hackers got them. Golly, uh, horrible news. But really, it's just a way to cover up price hikes and pretend there's not inflation. So they'll manipulate this till the cows come. I shouldn't use cows in a beef shortage. Um, anyway, you look at this and you go, they're doing more and more of this, raising rates on stamps. Now the meat processor is a victim of ransomware. That's gotta, Now gas has got to go up. So now stamps and gas and meat. Of course, you had a toilet paper shortage there a little while ago, and shortages are, are going to become the new norm, intentional by government, I don't know what you want to call it, edict, manipulation, mandate, all the above, false flag. I don't know, but they're literally starting to raise prices everywhere. Becky? You know, it's a tactic as old as Joseph and the children of Israel. Remember how the Pharaoh said, don't give them any more straw. Let them hunt their own straw to make bricks. If they've got enough time to stand around and complain about conditions and complain about their slavery... We'll just let them work harder. That's precisely what our government is doing now. You have time to think about how enslaved you are, to think about how out of control and over the top this government is. Well, you know what? We'll give you something else to worry about, shortages, and they'll keep you occupied and keep you from getting out in the streets and protesting. It's hard how to know how to respond to these things because how do you keep the American people up on so many fronts of dishonesty? I mean, it's hard for the American people to even believe that this kind of false flag and dishonesty and manipulation and force and is involved in so many aspects of our lives. But they're literally, as uh, what is it, Solinsky said and others, they're literally overwhelming us with so much information. The American people can't even hardly get uh, a handle on a scandal. <laughs> before they've created the problems with it and moved on to another one. Becky will respond to that in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. 
Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Proof. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so the more we prove scandal at every turn, the more they change the subject and manipulate the narrative even further. There's so many fronts, Becky, of the dishonesty that, it, that it's hard for the American people to even fathom, much less keep up. You know, Sam, after this last year, I would hope people have learned. Um, what about the shamdemic wasn't plastered with lies? And it was the government itself. Now, yes, the media took the ball and ran with it, but who was on the air night after night? Who's quoted in article after article in the press? But government spokespeople, government health Nazis, government's politicians, other bureaucrats, okay? Um, your, your local bureaucrat at the public health department, on air, night after night, lying through his or her teeth lying to you, telling you about the, the Chinese virus that isn't, okay, telling you you're going to die. I mean, Sam, if after this last year anyone still thinks that government has a truthful bone in its body, I would say there's just not too much else that's going to convince you that you, you are as close yeah, to, to reality. To prove the, the point, country. Becky, to prove the point, the government literally went as far as to force business private sector to make ventilators where are all the ventilators and how many of them got used we don't hear a word about it in the news anymore no no you don't and all of the i read a couple of articles this week about the insurance industry and how when there had there been a an actual pandemic life insurance rates would have skyrocketed there's been no increase whatsoever Ever. What does that tell us? Okay, life insurance companies are in the business to make money, all right? They're not there because they enjoy whiling away their desks trying to sell people stuff. They are there to make money, and if they thought that they were going to make lose money because there's a genuine pandemic, she would have seen rates go up across the board. Hasn't been any increase whatsoever. So that's all by way of saying that it's demonstrably clear on many, many fronts, for many, many reasons, that there was no pandemic, that this was all a lie, and it was brought to us by government. So if Americans aren't ready to understand and agree that their government routinely lies to them, that a politician's lips moving is a signal that it's a lie, Okay, if after this last year anyone can honestly say they don't agree with that, then, Sam, I, I, you know, I mean, there's just not much you can do for people that brainwashed. Ladies and gentlemen, the media 
the propaganda via the media backed by government in the past has engendered trust and stability. And, you know, we report you decide slogans like that. The who, what, when, where, why of a story used to be uh, the order of the day. Uh, now the media has literally jettisoned all even attempts to remain neutral or to uh, tell the truth or to stick with just the facts. Now the media is so egregious, so abusive, so in your face, so dishonest that I think most Americans are starting to get that. Now what people don't know is what can I do about it? I almost want to do my own survey because you can't trust the survey folks, but I would have one question in the survey. Do you trust your government? And then I would have a not at all. or Maybe I would call it hell no. Or, you know, a little bit or somewhat, not enough, you know. Oh, absolutely. I, I trust them. Or maybe you would say, how much do you trust your government? You know, on a one to 10 scale, what's your trust? I don't know how the poll should be conducted, but I almost want to do a poll because I'm convinced that most people, even Democrats now, don't trust their government from vote fraud to climate change to the co-co-vax lies to false flags everywhere to the Capitol riots to, well, and now you get Bill Gates. Turns out that Bill and Melinda Gates met with Jeffrey Epstein in 2013, which infuriated Melinda and caused multiple issues in their marital relationship. That's according to a report from the Daily Beast now. But there's no accountability. The Me Too movement's not speaking out. Okay? These folks are just criminals. Okay? And they know it. And they say Bill and Melinda announced a divorce. At first, no one knew why. Now it turns out that Bill and Melinda went to Epstein's Upper East Side Mansion in New York City. And Melinda said she was uncomfortable, didn't want to be there. But Bill, Gla- Bill Gates lied and said he never had a relationship with Epstein. But now we're finding out he lied, and he certainly did. So much so that it caused his divorce. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of this? How do you respond to this, right? Um, But this is an example where they make you believe this is an all-important piece. But if it's so important, where's the Me Too movement? If this is so egregious, which I agree that it is, don't get me wrong, well, how come people aren't now uh, looking into indicting Bill Clinton and Bill Gates? Okay, where is the pay dirt? They've had this whatever female behind bars for a while now. Where's the evidence? Where's the trial? Where's the transparency? Where's the accountability? It doesn't exist, Becky. No, and especially if the Bidens are involved, all and sundry will be protected just so that they don't go down. Now, Joe Biden, involved with Hunter. Hunter had a baby with a prostitute, lied about it, DNA caught him. Now, Joe said, hey, I wasn't involved with Hunter's business partners and deals. But now he got caught lying. Turns out that Biden did meet with Hunter's business people while he was vice president. So now you've got the president of the United States that got caught blatantly lying. Joe Biden did meet Hunter's shady business partners while he was vice president at a dinner in Washington, D.C., Becky. That's according to bombshell <laughs> emails on Hunter's laptop alone. 
these people are just so incredibly dishonest. Um, you know, and again, Sam, it goes back to what I was saying before about serial killers and, and on their worst day can't come close to what war on its, on its least lethal day does. Same thing here. These criminals can't, uh, a private freelance criminal can't even begin to compete with a government criminal. You can take the worst private criminal on his worst day, and he doesn't come close to what the official criminals in office can do on their least offensive day. So what do you do with a president that literally lied and said, I didn't meet with Joe's or with Hunter's business partners? Turns out not only did he meet, he did so as vice president of the United States. This is literally, in my opinion, an act of insurrection, an act of uh, needful impeachment or, uh, you know, hey, an election do over, whatever you want to call it. He literally blatantly lied and got caught now lying. It would be an easy matter to say, well, we need a second cooperating evidence about Hunter's laptop. Let's subpoena the records. Where did Joe go? The Secret Service knows what happened. Okay, we could get paydirt on this. And what you'd find is the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, literally is engaging in treason, an insurrection act. But we're going to say everybody else created an insurrection on January the 6th trying to stop vote fraud and trying to defend liberty? Well, they don't have pay dirt really on any of us, so they're begging for more time while Joe runs around free, while Bill Clinton, rapist, runs around free, while Bill Gates, at the helm of this vaccine virus scandal, pervert extraordinaire, involved with Jeffrey Epstein, his wife divorces him over it, and now he runs free, and the Me Too movement's absent. Connect the dots, people. This is absolutely insane, Becky. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it, it is sickening, too. It's, uh, but I'll tell you what. A lot of those folks who understand that Biden usurped the office and have always considered him to be a mere placeholder until the Marxists put in their actual politician, their actual uh, – agent provocateur for a better term, want of a better term, um, we may see Biden go down big time when the real person comes along that the Marxists want to install as president. Now, whether that's Giggles Harris or whether it's somebody else, um, and if it isn't she, then you will see the same type of dirt on her because I can assure you, you do not get to be this high in American politics without having a dictionary-length um, criminal file, and tons and tons of things on which you can be blackmailed. So if she's not the person the Marxists have handpicked for presidency, you'll see her go down in the same way. Some dirt from her past will be brought out. It'll be ballyhooed in all the newspapers until people are frothing at the mouth to get her out of there, and then the Marxists will install their real puppet. So um, we, we may see Biden pay the price, but you have to understand it'll be a manufactured trial and a manufactured sentence. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, we need to turn to God Almighty who promises us that he will heal our land and he promises us that he will protect us. And the most protection we need is from government that has gone flat out rogue. 
bureaucrats and professional do-gooders in the deep state have literally decided to take off the gloves and lord over us in a tyrannical coup. And we better speak up and we better politely work towards peace and stop it. And if they uh, won't let us have peace, we still must defend our sacred cause. The founders did it. Historically, those who don't do it become slaves. Those who do do it, sometimes it isn't pleasant, but they remain free. It is time to turn to God, and it is time to then get up off our knees after we repent and turn to Almighty God and do our part, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very clear clarion call for peace, but for stability in our nation. And it comes when good men stand up and create accountability for wicked acts. Final words yours, Becky. Liberty is worth all sacrifice. It's what makes life worth living. Without it, we don't have a life. So when push comes to shove, all of us should stand ready to give our lives to be free. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it sounds like harsh medicine. I also know that the results of doing nothing are much harsher. Before the American Revolution, for generations, people lived in abject poverty and slavery. The times where men have been free in the history of the world are fleeting and far and few between. Our founders worked so hard to give us this legacy. They were not perfect. They were just men and women doing this they could. But they did turn to the perfect one, God Almighty. And they did understand that peace and prosperity and stability comes from not looking to government, but looking to God. We would do well to do the same. Check out Becky Aker's books, ladies and gentlemen. Abducting Arnold. The other side of the Benedict Arnold story you probably haven't been told. Hailstorm. A book about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots, to truly put everything on the line for the sacred cause of liberty would do well to follow his leadership as well. Becky, thank you. Godspeed. Thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. For Becky Akers and Sam Bushman, we declare God save our liberty. And I would say, and God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs> 